Hello and welcome back to IDP, IDP Plus Trends. I am your co-host, uh, Johnny Freak in Fantasy. I am on Twitter at Johnny Freak in F1. Tonight, I am joined again by my co-host, and it looks like you're here to stay, Steve. Uh, we, I like what I got in you, man. IDP guys like what we're rolling out, so we're going to keep this going, man. You're a mainstay here. How do you feel about that? How are you doing tonight? Uh, good. I mean, I might feel a little sorry for the audience. We've got to listen to my voice and see my face on YouTube, but um, good stuff. I, I had a good good and great time, obviously, doing defensive backs, looking forward to, obviously, defensive tackles, and then, of course, anything else in the future. Absolutely. I appreciate the kind words. And, and, and to reiterate, uh, our show, IDP Plus Trends, what we're doing here is right now it's the offseason. Um, the Super Bowl just happened. Right now it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. But really, we're, we're trying to look at offseason content and find what we can maximize, what we can get out to our to our viewers and our listeners. So right now we're working on free agents. We talked about um, all the positions other than defensive tackle, which is we're going to talk about our tier, our, our only one tier of defensive tackles tonight. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep this thing going into the season, through the offseason and, and, and into the 2024 uh, football season. So we are looking at things from a, a dynasty perspective. At times we might look at it from a different, from a redraft perspective, um, but we'll always keep you informed on what the topic is. So tonight we are going to finish out our free agent talk. Uh, we're going to look at the defensive tackle position. To me, it's looking a little bit bleak. I was really excited that I had you on the last episode for defensive backs because, man, it, it was so thorough. There were so many names. I, if I could put 24 names and talk about, I would have. Um, but for defensive tackles, I think it's a little bit different here. And, and yeah. a point to make is for those people who are in IDP leagues, you might not be playing defensive tackles. You might have a defensive line, uh, and that might be it. You might only have one or two guys. So really defensive tackles might not be prevalent, prevalent to you, but we're going to go with the assumption that you do need uh, defensive tackles in your league, that you are looking for them. Uh, we've got some guys on this list that are probably, if you are just playing defensive linemen, you're using them. Uh, and a couple other guys, maybe for those deeper defensive tackle leagues, if you if you do roster more than two, two or more, um, we got some deep names for you too. So we're going to dive into this defensive tackle tier. Uh, before we do that, though, I have a couple mentions to make. If you haven't checked out the website Trophy Smack, please do that. They have great selection of trophies, of belts, of rings. So on us, if you use the, the promo code IDPGUYS, when you check out at Trophy Smack and when you buy a belt or a uh, trophy, you get a free ring with the promo code IDP guys. And another mention I want to say, this is a new promo we're running here over the IDP guys. If you are, are liking our content, if you're not already a member of IDP guys, you can log into, you can uh, get a membership for the first month, only $1 when you use the promo code mock draft. Once again, go to idpguys.org to get your membership. When you check out uh, for your monthly membership, when you use the promo code MOCKDRAFT, that first month is only $1 charge. So take a look what you what you see this offseason. It's a good, you know, $1. You could spend it on a lot worse things. Um, you know, spend your money wisely. You have a, a, a $1 access to all our content this, this year. Um, the IDP guys in the month of January, they put over 100 pieces of content and videos and, and, and uh, writings too. So check out our articles, check out our YouTubes. 
They're all on the website for just one dollar. It's a really wise way to spend your money this off season. We're not we're not dead in the water. We're pumping out a lot uh, as a company in the off season here. So idpguys.org. Use the promo code mock draft. You ready to roll into these defensive tackles, Steve? Absolutely. And, at, and if you're not going to take advantage of that dollar option, that's crazy. Because I, looking at all the content that we've got going on, especially if you're doing any startups, um, some great rankings, dynasty rankings, and of course, again, helping you with those defensive, you know, performances that these guys have been all season. So we're not just defense. We will talk offense, of course. But again, some great content. Use us for that dollar, and then of course, I guarantee you'll probably stick it around for the year. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. That was a nice addition. So for our first defensive tackle, you know, Steve and I, we had some some heated debates here talking about who's going to be number one. There's some big names out there. Yeah. We kind of went with not only youth as they're only a year apart. Uh, they're, they're not young. They're not spring chickens. But at the same time, they are both in their prime. Uh, but I, I won't spoil the second one first. But we went with Christian Wilkins from Miami as the number one defensive tackle for for IDP, dynasty, mindset, right? That's our number one guy. And, and the reason is when we talk about the comparison of one and two, um, the model of consistency just that Christian Wilkins is as a, as a player. He's 28 years old, right in his prime. He's only missed two games in his career. He's played 81 out of 83 games. Uh, this year was a little bit of a dip, I'll say, and tackles for him, actually 2022, Christian Wilkins set the NFL record at the defensive tackle position with 98 tackles. This year regressed a little bit uh, to 65. But guess what? We saw a, a big increase in sacks. He had nine sacks this year. I believe he had four last year. Uh, over his five-year career, he's had 20 and a half sacks, which doesn't jump out at you. But at the same time, uh, when you have – uh, a guy who's great tackler and, and does, you know, show up in the sacks um, to see him switch the gear this year and, and really um, take a step up in that sacks, that quarterback hits. Uh, it was really nice, well-rounded year for Christian Wilkins. I really like this guy a lot. And he also had 10 and a tackles for loss this year, 43 uh, in his five-year career. So this is somebody who's making plays behind the line. And, and, and if you watch, uh, I watched the top hundred last year, Christian Wilkins, what he takes a lot of pride in is he says he can make plays behind the line. He can make plays at the line. And there's plenty of videos of him making plays behind. Uh, I'm sorry, in the in the backfield now. Right. When when guys make yeah. catches, he's able to um, not only you know get pressure, but then drop back into help in coverage and make those tackles. So Christian Wilkins, man, he does it all. And it's yeah. really nice to see him have such a well-rounded year. Uh, he he was still 13th, you know, top top 15 overall. He was 13th in quarterback hits from the defensive line position. He had 23 this year and 50 in his career. So that was a really career year for him. Uh, I like Christian Wilkins a lot. When we talk about his his value to the team, it's it's really paramount. He's a a great guy. Uh, not only is on the field but off the field too. He, he provides a lot of a lot of energy. Uh, he's, he's somebody who's, you know, if you watch the nitty gritty, he's trash talking, right. Um, he, but he backs it up. He's always backed it up. And to me, when I think about free agency, is this guy gonna, you know, he, of course teams are looking at Christian Wilkins who isn't right. But yeah. I don't know that, you know, in Miami, they're, they're, they're really bad cap wise. They don't, they don't have money to really go out and get anybody. 
maybe they can can uh, fix the budget or or I don't know if a franchise tag is an option. You know that they will go with Wilkins. Maybe that's what I'd look to do. But um, with with Wilkins, I just I, I mean I I really like him to stay. I think that you know for his fantasy value, especially where he's at right now. Um, with other guys on that line, they have Bradley Chubb and, and Jalen Phillips. And while they might not be there at the beginning of the season, I really like to see him resign and stay in this great landing spot for him. Do you yeah. think that, it, that that's a, out of the reach of possibilities, or do you think that he might actually stay here in Miami? Um, obviously, they got to figure out the cap situation. I do think he wants to stay. Um, and like you mentioned, he's a fantastic uh, defensive tackle, especially when it comes to the fantasy world. Like you mentioned, not everybody's going to play a defensive tackle in IDP. Most people tend to put the defensive end over that. Um, But he's one of the few defensive tackles that you can feel a little bit comfortable putting in your lineup if you need to. Um, And like you mentioned, uh, like when he's on the field, he's one of the funniest guys. If you watch any of his mic'd up moments, um, my wife is a huge fan of his, even though she doesn't like the Dolphins. She just likes Christian Wilkins. So um, I actually think value-wise – as much as I do like him in Miami, I think he would be a great asset and actually continue his success in Houston. Um, I think he stays in the AFC if he does leave. I think Houston, who's got all this money, who had just came off of a season that no one expected for them to have, and they only want to get better at the defensive side. Um, I could see Christian Wilkins leaving and going to Houston um, as an option. Um, that's one team I really think he has some strong value. And again, they can afford to pay him because he has been fantastic. And he came off a really good, strong season of nine sacks, right? Ten tackles for a loss. Like he's got the value to bring to a team. And, you know, having D'Amico Ryans as your head coach isn't a bad thing, right? Like you can only get more out of him. Um, so if it's not for Miami, I wouldn't be surprised if it go if he goes to Houston. That's a good landing spot, man. I really like that call. And boy, I mean, Houston's defense is looked, especially at the end of the season, looked like they were firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And, and boy, they would really have to definitely pay for him. Definitely, whoever mm-hmm. gets him, if somebody does get him, if he leaves, definitely going to have to pay for him. He had a career high in basically every pass rush uh, category, pass rush win rate, uh, pressures rate. His sacks was a career year, quarterback hits and pressures. That was all a career year for him. So what a what a great yeah. time for Christian Wilkins. It's it's you know it's a little bit bad uh, how it ended for him in Miami. They didn't really make the run that a lot of people thought they were going to, and maybe that sours him, right? Maybe he uh, is rubbed the wrong way about that. I, I think he really has a good connection with this team, and um, you know hopefully that they they keep a lot of pieces together, and he has a chance to run it back with them. But man, if he leaves, you know he's gonna he's gonna get his money. That's for sure. He's gonna get the bag. And if he goes to Houston, that's a great landing spot. It's it's really not a step down. They, of course, you know, had their own great season, uh, maybe even better, you'd say, right? So there's a lot of promise to Houston. I think that's a great landing spot for Christian Wilkins if he doesn't stay in Miami. Yeah. That's a good call. Very good. So our second guy who we said we were, were, were neck and neck, right? Uh, we went Christian Wilkins because he was so consistent. Uh, He's only 28 years old. He's a year younger. The tackles are there. He's a really safe play. The second guy to to us is just a little bit more volatile, but uh, man, is he a a walking bomb too? And that's Chris Jones, right? A lot of people probably were thinking Chris Jones is unanimously number one. And it might be in in real life, you can make that case. And in fantasy, you can make that case here as well. But at the same time, uh, there was some, some red flags, you know, when we talk about Chris Jones's game, if you're like me and you play in, in tackle heavy leagues, 
Christian Wilkins blows uh, Chris Jones out of the water. Uh, Chris Jones only had 30 tackles this year, 20 solos, 10 assists. Over his eight-year career, he's only had 273 tackles. That's not even four ta- uh, 40 tackles a year. When we look at Christian Wilkins, Wilkins had uh, five years five years played, and he's had 355 tackles. That's almost 80 tackles a year, right? So there's a significant production um, difference there for Wilkins in his favor. But at the same time, Chris Jones, not to discredit him, out of 131 games, he's only missed eight of them. So he's an Ironman as well. Although the the solos, the assists were down this year uh, after a big year last year, um, what wasn't really was the uh, quarterback hits. This guy was ninth overall in the NFL in defensive linemen with uh, 29 quarterback hits. He had a uh, great year as far as uh, tackles for loss. He had 13. That doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt. That only helps. Uh, 75 career sacks. This guy's, you know, he's he's definitely better than Christian Wilkins in the sack department. If you're sack hunting, uh, he had 10 and a half this year, which is fruitful. I'm not arguing that, and that's that's the argument that to be made why he should be number one. But at the same time, um, there's a there's a little bit of volatility to his game. If he's not making those big plays, I'm not going to discredit his big playability. He's had 12 forced fumbles in those eight years, which is great. Wilkins, no disrespect, uh, I think he's had fours in his five years too. So these are both players who can you know make make plays happen in, in multifaceted levels. Uh, Chris Jones at, at 29 years old, going to be. Uh, 30 and at some point next year, maybe it sounds like as of today, he's going to stay, right? That's, that's, he's saying, I'm not only going to be here next year uh, at the parade, he announced it, but he said, I'm going to be here the year after too. And and, yep. and that's great because for Kansas city, you know, he's such an important player for them. Uh, he's one of the best players in the league overall. And, and, and it, we're going to go into the impression that he does resign here. Um, do you think that, Chris Jones, you know, if, if he outproduced Christian Wilkins next year, is that a surprise or, you know, is this really not a shoe in it? Christian Wilkins at number one, is it up for debate still? Um, it, to me, I think it actually would be a surprise. And I think that's why you and I both agreed that I think Christian Wilkins was the better play at number one. Um, when it came to the free agency, um, Chris Jones's value has always been pass rush, right? He's been one of the best pass rushing defensive tackles. He's got an 18% win rate. Um, his PFF grade is over 90. He does struggle against the run, which kind of reflects in the tackle portion of it, right? Um, it Because of his ability to pass rush, you saw how, again, how important he was for Kansas City. He essentially was the reason why they won that game against the 49ers. He was so disruptive getting after Brock Purdy um, and making it really tough for them. So, I again, unless he has a 15 type of sack season like he did in 2022, I don't think he's going to be better than Christian Wilkins when it comes to fantasy aspect. He is way more valuable when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs than it is your fantasy team. So you've got to understand that. I mean, last season alone, you know, Chris Jones had four games with a half point or lower, depending on which how you your scoring is. Like that's not something you feel comfortable putting in your lineup. Like. Yeah, that has an amazing game where he's getting you close to double digits or he's having a game where he's got zero points. So when it comes to fantasy aspect, understand that this is a player that you still want to hold on to, especially if you're a team that's contending. Um, but realistically, I'm going to take Christian Wilkins every single time. 
right? I want him on my team. I do expect Chris Jones to re-sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of those players obviously want to re-sign and try to do a three-peat, which is unheard of um, in the NFL. So I do expect him to stay there. I do think he can still get you in those double-digit sack performances, which would still add value in the fantasy world. But I'm taking Christian Wilkins for sure. For sure. And, and man, these two are, are, man, when we talk about top heavy, this is just, they're both really 1A. I mean, when we look yeah. at the weekly top finishes, which we have on the IDP guys website, you have access to that when you're uh, subscribed. When we're looking at Chris Jones, I mean, weekly top 20 finishes, he had nine. So that's solid. Uh, weekly yeah. top tens, he had six, which is even better, right? Uh, that top 10, he's hit six different weeks. And no disrespect to Wilkins, he had seven top 20 finishes and three top 10 finishes, too. And that's a balanced scoring, um, which brings me to my final point on these one and two guys is probably scoring is going to come down to what's going to break your tie. If you're getting yeah. in a, if you're in a sack heavy league and you maybe get, uh, you know, six points or seven points for a sack, a point for a tackle for loss. Right. That maybe comes to seven or eight points. Maybe, you know, the the, the arrow points to Jones. You're trying to you're trying yeah. to hunt those sacks. But if you're like me, man, and you're playing in uh, tackle-heavy leagues, I mean, it doesn't even come close. Uh, last year, Chris Jones' big year, actually, in my scoring, tackles heavy, two, two points for a solo, one for an assist. Um, Christian Wilkins had a better year with his 98 tackles last year. Of course, his record got broken by Derek Brown this year, but still somebody who at the defensive tackle position is a perennial tackles guy. And, and just the, the, the word consistency comes to mind when we talk about Wilkins. So really those are a cream of the crop. Um, it, it really doesn't dip too much. We might call this next guy a one B and that's uh, a lot of people's maybe a fan favorite. And we could talk about, you know, if Christian Wilkins and, and Chris Jones get uh, a, a maybe franchise tagged or, you know, whatever they're, if they get a one year deal franchise tag, whatever's in the books, probably a franchise tag. But I mean, this next guy could, could bring in more money if he goes elsewhere. And that's Justin Matabuke from, Baltimore. What a what a great year he had. He finally put all the pieces together at 26 years old. He had 56 tackles on the year, um, which is a, a big uh, upgrade to what he's you know came into the year with. Um, over his first four years, he or I'm sorry, over his first three years, he had uh, 97 tackles in, in total. So that's not really cutting it. That's under 40 uh, averaging, right? But this year he kind of broke that mold. He had 56 tackles, which was a big increase. Yeah. Um, that put value on his name by itself. Then you look at what he did in the sacks department, career high of 13 sacks this year, uh, 21 and a half sacks in his career. So even to this point, even though the tackles weren't there, the sacks were. So he really put the pieces together nice uh, in, in 2023 with the sacks. Um, he was fourth, actually better than Wilkins and Jones in quarterback hits. He had 33, which is good for fourth in the NFL. He also has 49 uh, quarterback hits in his four-year career, which really mm -hmm. is six. If you look at the, the difference, there's 16 coming into this year. So, you know, if you're, you know, you can make a case and say from a dynasty perspective that uh, Matabuke, if you're really believing in what he's doing, that he could maybe have the same value, if not more, than these older two, right? That yep. that to me though, it's a, it's a stretch because of the, the the productivity over the first two years of the first three years. It just wasn't like this year. Um, I'm yep. not exactly sure what the kicker was for him uh, to have this great year, but he did have 12 weekly uh, top 20 finishes and eight top 10 finishes. 
So his top 10 finishes, he had two more than Jones. He had the most out of our top three. Top 20 finishes, he had three more than Jones. Um, best out of those top three guys. So there's definitely a case to be made of Matabuke, you know, getting the most money if his his cards end up playing right. Um, I, I just, at 26 years old, the player he is, I, I don't know. I just can't see him leaving the Ravens. I mean, I know they have tough decisions to make with Queen, a couple other guys too, but I think they forgo Queen and, and lock him up at, at Justin Matabuke. Do you agree, Steve? Yeah. So it's it's funny. I am one of my closest friends, best friend, is a huge Ravens fan. Um, and we talked about this, actually. We, we were kind of talking about well, what they are going to end up doing because they have a great team, you know, but you got some players who are going to want to get paid. And uh, Madubuke is definitely one of those guys that I expect Baltimore to keep. Um, it's harder to find a really good defensive tackle, especially a defensive tackle that really kind of came into his own this season, especially in the pass rushing aspect. Um, compared to a linebacker, nothing against Patrick Queen. I, as a Cowboy fan, I would love Patrick Queen to come come help us out. But Baltimore, you got to give them credit. They have such a great scouting team. They typically draft a linebacker, and they're like the next superstar when it comes to linebacker play. You know, where they make you know they made a trade for you know Roquan Smith. So linebacker is a lot easier for this team. It seems to be that as far as scouting or being able to get some free agents there compared to the D tackle position. And I think he's going to end up staying. I think he's going to benefit from what he was able to do. He put in lights out performance. Um, and again, his, his value is really going to be geared more towards dynasty. I think if we're talking strictly dynasty, I think Matabuke could easily move up a little bit um, over Chris Jones or even Christian Wilkins. If we're talking longevity and the potential um, when you're talking redraft, it might be a little different. I still think, you know, Wilkins and Jones have a little bit better value, but um his performance, how he graded, he was graded really well in the pass rushing aspect. I wish he would have a little bit better, you know, pass rush win rate. He was a little bit low uh, for me. Um, and as you know, he had a lot of half sack games um to contribute to that 13 sacks. So again, some of it's kind of I would like to see a little bit more solo out of him, but he was fantastic. I think he's only gonna get better, and I do see him in a Baltimore uniform for sure. Yeah, man, Matabuke, big year, 13 sacks in 17 games. Yeah. Um, he had 11 games with a half sack or more, which is a crazy stat in itself. If you're in a sack heavies league, um, which is probably most out there, this is definitely a name that it, that wasn't coming into the year, but is now a household name, right, with how hard that, that name is to uh, pronounce. Justin Matabuke, um, great player. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully what we saw this year rides into the sunset for the rest of his career, right? Uh, that's what we're expecting. And, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, they have they do have a good tendency to, to ragtag it at linebacker over there in Baltimore. I mean, they had Zach Orr. I remember I had him in, in IDP way back when. He was a great player for that one year he had. Uh, now he's their coach, right? So there's good familiarity. I remember LJ Fort coming in and, and, and being a banger there in Baltimore for a couple of weeks. He had some great play. So really, they'll rag tag yeah. it there. I agree with you. I think Matabuke gets locked up. Yeah, great player. Yeah, absolutely. Brings us to our next player. This guy, to me, is a kind of a cheat code at this position. I play on a lot of Yahoo leagues. If you're in a Yahoo league or I, I don't think Sleeper has him as a defensive tackle, I think his role kind of changed. He went to more outside linebacker. Right now, Yahoo has him as a defensive tackle as well as a linebacker. 
So if he's, you know, if he's a linebacker strictly in your league, he's off this list because he's not eligible. But a defensive tackle, when we talk about a guy who is playing the outside linebacker position, getting sacks, getting tackles, uh, he's just a a cheat code. He's a dynamo in, in, you know, IDP. And that's Michael Heck from the Rams. Now, Michael Heck, you know, he's he hasn't really lit up the world to this point. Um, I think he went kind of back to that outside backer role. Uh, he experimented last year that experimented with him at defensive line. Um, that's why he got that eligibility, that defensive tackle eligibility. But when we talk about really unique players at the position, to me, like the year he had is kind of like a, a Christian Wilkins type player, like a poor man's Christian Wilkins. And, and the reason I say that is because the tackles, right? He had 81 tackles this season, which is the most out of any of these defensive tackles we're going to talk about. Um, he has not missed a game in his career in his three-year career 51 out of 51 played so he's an iron man there um over his three years he's only had 124 tackles but that was because he was kind of just limited to that uh line at first he wasn't really guess what he can go back to just being a strictly defensive tackle or defensive lineman at any point and the tackles might evaporate so there's a little bit of volatility to his game um but when when he got a chance to uh, kind of get off that line. We, we saw what kind of player he can be in, in the tackles department. And not to discredit his sack ability, he's had over his first uh, th- two years, he had four and a half sacks, which isn't bad. Um, but this year he had six, which was a, a, a nice a nice thing to see. Um, to me, you know, six tackles, 81, I'm sorry, six sacks, 81 tackles, that's got some Christian Wilkins vibes to it. Now, he's not somebody that's going to light it up, make it plays behind the line. If it's not a sack, he had six sacks on the year and seven tackles for loss. So if it's not a sack, it's probably not getting tackles for loss. He's only had uh, four in his first two years. So that's not a a number to write home about for him. He did have 11 quarterback hits, which was nice to see. Um, Played 85% of snaps, which is the the highest of any of these defensive tackles we're going to talk about. Christian Wilkins played at 81% of snaps. So somebody just out there, right, Who's who has the eligibility in, in some formats, take advantage of that. Uh, like I yeah. said, if he doesn't have that defensive tackle, if he's just an outside linebacker, his name, you know, drops a lot and, and probably not considered at the linebacker position unless you're in a super deep league. But Michael he- Michael Hecht, to me, uh, I think this is an outlier guy, somebody who's not a household name. Um, what do you think about him, Steve? Do you like Michael Hecht? Yeah, and like you mentioned, it has to be based off of designation, right? Yahoo still has him as a D tackle slash linebacker. Um, they are, I think they've officially transferred him over to linebacker, I think is on the depth chart. Um, so we'll see how things change out, but I mean, you know, I think of Taysom Hill, right? <laughs> Taysom Hill got to play a couple different roles and a lot of people took advantage of that. So, um, if that tends to be the trend, he's definitely a great player because they did play him outside line, linebacker last year. Um, and he performed pretty decently. Um, and it, of course it helps when you've got Aaron Donald to help eat up some blocks and kind of free you up for some, some sacks. But the biggest thing I would love to see is if, if he does stay in that designation, I'm not sure what's going to happen with him and free agency, because he's not a, a name that, you know, teams are going after for, you know, and stand, you know, Hey, we got to get this guy. He's going to be more of a, you know, depth chart piece, kind of role player fill in, or maybe he comes back to LA and he stays there because of what he was able to do and perform. Um, I think that's more the likelihood of him staying there, just that comfortable 
um, scheme and what they were able to use him for. He's a big guy. He's th- over 300 pounds playing outside mm-hmm. linebacker, which is crazy to me, like the, the, the ability to move and things like that. So I do think he stays um, in L.A. because I don't think there's really a market for him, but I do hope he stays as a D-tackle. I think so too, man. And, you know, I, I would hate to see him move. He's got a good situation right now. Like you mentioned, you got Donald there. You've got Kobe Turner, right, to take some pressure away. Um, yeah. So not not necessarily that this guy's uh, getting sacks, you know, a whole bunch of sacks because of that. Six is, is good. It's solid, right? It, it's uh, playable. Um, hopefully he can repeat that. I don't think that he has a huge market, like you said, right? Yeah. So I'd like to see him return. I think he has a role there and he's found his role. And, and you know, yeah. 85% of snaps, they used him. So, um, I, I think if he goes somewhere else, it's, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's uh, my my hopes are a little bit down for him. I, he might get overpaid and kind of like, you know, uh, not the guy that, that whoever signs and thinks they were going to get. Um, but, yeah, good fit for L.A. I think he's an yeah. outlier at the position here. Um, definitely a name if, if you if you you know don't have wind of him and you're playing in a deep, especially a deep uh, IDP yeah. league. Mike, heck, man, out there. What the heck? Uh, you know, yeah, show him some Mike, love. sleeper. Yeah, he's a sleeper. I like him a lot. And the defensive tackle position, when we talk about how shallow it is, yeah, this guy's uh, definitely top five. The next guy, to me, you know, it's it's a, a fringe guy. We talked about we were covering the people that, you know, were in shallow defensive uh, defensive tackle or defensive line yeah. leagues. Um, to, this is kind of a deeper name to me. Uh, Justin Jones from Chicago at 27 years old. He was their actual Walter Payton. Um, representative there so not only a good player but a good guy too he's played 85 out of the 99 possible games which is fine no red flags there he gets by with the tackles that's what i like to see here that's that's a you know overall um, when we talk about the christian wilkins when we talk about the michael hecht having 81 and 65 tackles he's not that type of player but at the same time he's not hurting you he's not uh you know going chris jones on you with 30 he had 49 uh, tackles this year, which is which is that's fine for me. That's playable. Uh, you know, if it, maybe if you say he had zero sacks, that's a different story. But that wasn't the case. He had yeah. four and a half sacks, uh, which actually is the most he's had in a season. So maybe they found something here in Chicago with Justin Jones. Maybe it was a product of having good uh, you know teammates on that line to, to kind of open things up for him. He's not somebody who's going to um, you know get back and, and make stops behind the line or drop back into coverage and, and make, you know, tackles like a linebacker, like Christian Wilkins is, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah, he gets to the quarterback. He had 10 tackles for loss. He had, he's had in his six years uh, played, he's had 34 tackles for loss, right? It's about six a year. That's, that's yeah. doable. That's what we talk about deeper guys. If you're in a two or three man uh, defensive tackle league and you have 12 to 14 people. Yeah. We can mention his name. Uh, quarterback hits. He's not. He's not a you know top three guy. He's not like Christian Wilkins, Jones, Matabuke. He had 17 this year, which is good. That's mm-hmm. actually more than Michael Hecht, and I talk so highly on him. Um, Justin Jones, really, he's not breaking the mold. Like you're not looking at him and saying, "Oh, this guy has so many tackles. He has so many sacks. He has so many tackles for loss." You're not. But just as a collective guy who does it a little bit of everything, Justin Jones, I think, is flying under the radar a little bit. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if the, the Bears can resign this guy. Uh, maybe the, the fact that he's not such a household name, um, they can get a deal with him done. Uh, let's see on their 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 cap space. The looks like the 
Bears are up there. They have $46 million of cap space, so they can make this happen, and I don't think he's a player that's going to have to break the bank for them. I like him, especially if he resigns here in, in uh, Chicago, and I, I like him when we talk about Dynasty, only 27 and a half years old. If he can repeat this year or build on it, uh, this is, to me, a guy who's going to rise up rankings. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, he's definitely going to be, I hate to say it, a cheaper option for, for Chicago to keep. Um, I think he ends up staying in Chicago. There's no reason for him to leave. Um, he's definitely a consistent, you know, three and a half, four and a half type of sack performance every single season. Uh, again, depending on how your scoring is going to be based off of, he might have some games where he's getting you a double digit performance and there's games that he might get you two or three points, right? Like he, he's been consistent getting some tackles for loss, um, a couple pass deflections again, has some value in that he is more of a run stuffer than he is more obviously a pass rushing defensive tackle. So that will affect again, your performance when it comes to dynasty. What we're talking about for this player is somebody is if you're in a very deep league, maybe you've got a league that, you know, maybe instead of the traditional 10 to 12 type of player league, maybe you've got a league, you've got 36. I've seen some crazy numbers out there. He's a name that you can easily put into your roster. If you need to fill that defensive line spot again, not a name everyone's going to know. He's able to, you know, he's probably on your waivers as we speak. But again, for those deeper leagues, again, consistent 50, 55 tackles a season, which isn't bad at all at the defensive, you know, tackle position. A couple tackles for loss and a, a pass block here or there. He's going to get you some points. So, you know, I looked at my, like in one of my IDP leagues, I looked at that. He had a, two games of the season, you know, with double digit performance. Like, that's fantastic. He's definitely more consistent in the three to five point range, but he's definitely going to be there to get you some points. I'm not looking for him to wow me, but if he gets a, you know, a 10, 11 point game, that's fantastic. He helps you win that week. Absolutely. So a name to keep in mind, especially if you're in deeper leagues, Justin Jones, yep. maybe if you're in a redraft league, you know, this is somebody who's not, you know, it's not a plug-in for one year. You're hoping that he has a couple of solid years left in him at 27 and a half years old. So especially if you're in a startup league, taking advantage of him, you know, when other guys are going at a premium value, you're not going to get Wilkins late. You know, you're not going to get Chris yeah. Jones late. This is somebody you can get late. So maybe pounce on that opportunity. The next yeah. guy we're going to talk about is also the same kind of category. Um, you know, he's a great real life player. Uh, maybe not going to break the bank in free agency. If Steve thinks that that uh, Wilkins is going to go to Houston, then this guy's out is what we're going to say. And that's Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon Rankins is, you know, he's had a great career. Uh, he's, like I said, better maybe to a team than he is to us in fantasy. But yeah. at 29 years old this year, maybe it was a product of like finding uh, a good coach and a good fit and a good team, a good defense. Um, but, uh, you know, this year, at 29 years old, 2023, he kind of had some, some career year vibes and his career year was 2018 back all the way when he played for new Orleans at 24 years old. Uh, he's no spring chicken, almost 30 now, but that career year I'm talking about in 2018, he had eight sacks and 40 combined tackles. When we look at it in 2023, he had six sacks, 37 combined tackles. So a very similar year tackles for loss in that career year was 12. This year was nine quarterback hits in that career year was 15 this year was 10 and really over the last five years this year at 29 years old was his best right he he had that career year as a 24 year old 
the next four weren't so good for him as far as fantasy and the stat sheet showing up in the stat sheet, yeah. right? So Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Sheldon Rankins, somebody who you know can still go somewhere and, and be a, a stopgap for you at the defensive tackle position. Maybe if you're in a startup, you know, you're not really too comfortable. You're not too familiar with the defensive tackles. Maybe take him, you know, save face and, and work on from there. You know, work on the youth. Let him just be a one or two year plug and chug. Um, I do think there are teams out there that could use a player like Sheldon Rankins. A team, a team that comes to mind for me is uh, over at Denver. I think he could be a good fit for the Broncos there. A couple other good teams too. But, yeah, I don't see Sheldon Rankins staying. I think that they have too much cap space and – uh, maybe you're looking to be a little bit more youthful and spend that money wisely. So like like Steve said earlier, Christian Wilkins would be a good replacement for Sheldon Rankins. Uh, I, I just don't see him coming back. Do you, Steve? No, I think he does get moved on. Um, like I mentioned, I, I really do. I think Christian Wilkins would be a great fit in Houston. He is way, way more consistent after getting after the quarterback. His PFF grade for uh, run stopping for Christian Jones – or excuse me, Christian Wilkins is – at least 20 points higher than Sheldon Rankins. Rankins struggled against the run. He was more of a pass rush uh, defensive tackle this past season with his six sacks. So, um, and, you know, like anything else, if you can stop the run as a defensive tackle, that is your first job. You know, that's what you're supposed to do first. Sheldon Rankings, unfortunately, will be, I think, out of a job and comes to Houston. But I do think he has value. Um, I like the Denver move. Um, I, I thought Denver would be a good spot. I actually think Rankins, just because I think price tag-wise, he's not going to be too much. I think Buffalo, they've got to make some changes in their defense. I think Buffalo would be a nice little uh, pickup for him to go there, um, just to add some value next to you know Oliver. Um, so, again, a couple of different spots. I don't – again, I don't see him staying. He's almost 30 years old. He's our oldest defensive tackle that we have on this list, um, and he's not going to wow you. Very deep leagues when it comes to dynasty redraft at this point, you're probably not even considering his name um, unless you're in some really, really, really deep leagues. Like you were talking some office pools and you've got a lot of people joining in, but when it comes to dynasty is definitely more of a deeper stash to put in there because you may have some good games here or there, right? Matt may add some value. Uh, but when it comes to actually seeing him next year in another uniform, yeah, I do expect him to be somewhere else. Absolutely. And there's, there is still value to this guy. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, he's, he's dead in the water. Uh, he had almost a career year at 29 years old, 29 mm -hmm. is, you know, 28, 29 is when players come into their prime, even though we saw a little flash with him earlier. Uh, he did this year, he had five, uh, one game in which he had five tackles and three sacks. And that was in week 10. Uh, he was mm -hmm. the number one overall in defensive tackles and scoring that week. He still had, five top uh, 20 finishes at the defensive tackle position and three weekly top 10s. So somebody who, you know, is flying under the radar uh, is, you know, he's not the most consistent. I'm, I'm willing to bet those games he wasn't in the top 10 or top 20. It wasn't so good. Right. So another, like yeah. when we mentioned Justin Jones, somebody who has a little volatility, but if you are looking for in a deeper league, somebody to get you by Sheldon Rankins is definitely a guy to consider. Yeah, there's still value there. He still gets it done some weeks, right? So if you can afford to, um, you know, have a great week and then maybe not show up for a couple of weeks, this is a play. I don't know who really wants that. But, yeah, he's he can still have a great game at any given time. So Sheldon Rankins, great player, um, better in real life than he is in fantasy at this point. But that was our sixth guy. So we're talking about in a shallow defensive tackle pool, 
um, he's still good for sixth. So, which is not bad. So somebody, if you're in a startup, pay attention to, um, I'm sure people know him by now. He's been in the league uh, eight years, no spring chicken, but still value to be had from Sheldon Rankins. Now there were some guys that I want to say that were, were not chosen for this list, but we had discussed and, you know, you might be saying, um, why did a guy like Grover Stewart not make this list? Well, First off, he's 30 years old, so he would have been the oldest guy on the list. And while age isn't, you know, when we're talking 28 to 29 to 30, it's not a huge difference. And Grover Stewart, granted, he did have a great 2022. He had 70 total tackles, four sacks, and nine tackles for loss. Uh, he only played 11 games. I think it was due to suspension. Um, this year, in 2023, he only played 11 games. But he did have 41 tackles, half a sack, and five tackles for loss. So, if you average those numbers to 17 games, he would have got, you know, or challenged his 70 tackles. He probably wasn't going to make it to four sacks with only half a sack in 11 games, but five tackles for loss to make it to nine. Yeah, he probably would have beat that. So Grover Stewart, yes, definitely somebody who could be on this list. Now, I'm not sure uh, if he's going to resign. I don't think he will. Um, I think he might go somewhere else. And, and, and like I said before, uh, when you go to find greener grass, it all isn't always greener. So Grover Stewart, if he goes somewhere and is kind of a role player, um, that, that scares me a little bit at 30 years old. Granted, the next guy on the list is 33, 33 years old and still doing it. Danico Autry, man, if you're this is a plug and chug. If you are in a startup league, you, you're not comfortable, you don't know defensive tackles. Um, you, you know, you can get a buy with a, a Danico Autry at 33 years old. He had 50 tackles. Um, 11 and a half sacks this year, which is a great year for him. Great year for any defensive yep. tackle, right? So, uh, yeah, he plays all over the place. He, I think on Yahoo, he's listed as defensive line, defensive end, and defensive tackle. So make the most of that while the, the getting is good. Uh, and, and a big guy here, I'm going to ask you about this guy because a lot of people probably, you know, based on potential, if you're somebody who loves the youth, Javon Kinlaw, man, uh, he's somebody I think that, you know, maybe goes and finds a, another home uh, out of San Francisco. Do you think there's yep. better days? I mean, we're talking about a guy who only had 25 tackles and four sacks in 2023. This is a former first round yeah. player. Does the grass get greener for, for Kinlaw? It should, right? Um, the expectation is sometimes it's tough when you're dealing with um, draft capital, right? You got, you draft this guy early, which is something that let's be honest, San Francisco has done quite often. They've drafted a, a defensive tackle or something like that, or defensive end in the first round, um, which is a, a good championship team does that. They, they shore up that front line, whether it be on the offensive side or the defensive side, but his, he has not, this was his first 17 game season the year before that was six games the year before that was four games. So there's definitely some concerns with, um, you know, his availability, um, and it is tough in this. If you think about the 49ers in general, it's tough. Um, the fact that he was able to make plays and be part of this defense was great. I do think he leaves. They have way better talent on the, across that defensive line than what Kinlaw offers. So I do think if he gets in the right position, um, I think he can be of value. When you're talking Kinlaw, like his, if you look at his value, he struggles against the run. He is more, I would say, defensive end like ability than i would say a defensive tackle like he's strong when it comes against the, the the pass rush um he can get after the quarterback if needed 
Um, but it was tough for him to kind of stand out for the San Fran uh, team. They've got too many great talent on that, uh, that defensive line. So the biggest thing is get him in the right position, get him at, knowing that you're going to put him on a team that he doesn't need to be run stop like at all. Like that's not his goal. He's going to be more of a, Hey, I'm here to rush the quarterback, maybe even move him to defensive end and take him out of the D tackle role. I could see that happening where he has some value. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely leaving. I don't see him staying. Yeah, and probably somebody that, you know, if you have them, you're rubbed the wrong way. You're probably hanging on mm-hmm. by a thread and saying this guy, you know, has so much potential, right, which which is fair. I mean, this guy was a first-round yep. pick, uh, had big shoes to fill, just kind of hasn't done it yet. We've seen flashes at some time. So maybe a change of scenery does well for him. So definitely yep. a name at just 26 years old in Dynasty to keep in mind. And, and really, when if you do like his landing spot, if he starts to make waves in the preseason, maybe you pick him up at some point before the – going gets too good um so yeah yeah, Devon Kinlaw uh another good option who could have made this list um Fletcher Cox even at 33 years old this year he had 33 tackles and five sacks a little bit of a a down year compared to last year at 2022 he had 43 tackles and seven sacks but somebody who's just a well-rounded player who can still get it done um Adam Butler also a name that's this is a really deep uh dart throw here from Las Vegas. He's almost 30 years old, not quite yet, but he did have a great year, especially towards the end. If you if you uh, didn't, you know, if you weren't out of the playoffs by week 12, you probably were able to just pay attention and take note. Um, he did have 26 pressures on 400, only 496 snaps. He had a sack in his last three regular season games. So maybe somebody who kind of figured it out. He doesn't have the, the track record um, to, to back it up. But at the same time, maybe somebody who rolls into the to OTAs with steam. I mean, he's got Crosby, he's got Koontz there, guys that take pressure off him. So maybe that uh, we're seeing a late bloomer in Adam Butler. Uh, and one other guy I wanted to mention, also 30 and above, is Quentin Jefferson. If you're in a super deep league, also another guy to consider. Um, you know, Qu- Quentin Jefferson, he hasn't had a year where he's like led the league in anything, but um, he looked to be on to a career year at age 30, if not matching it at least with 34 tackles and six sacks, 13 quarterback hits, and 14 games. He had a groin injury. He went on IR, I believe. I think he's still, you know, probably nursing that injury. But uh, if he comes back or, you know, if he gets signed somewhere else, to me, you know, if you're in a super deep league, somebody who you probably know. um, But, yeah, if 30 years old was going to have a career year, uh, that's, that's value to be had. So, yeah, some of these guys could have made the list, but we decided to kind of go with consistency and track record more so than um, on a whim, you know, on, on potential and a, on a prayer. So those were who we had. We had Christian Wilkins at one, Chris Jones, two, Matt Abuke, three, Michael Heck at four, Justin Jones at five, and Sheldon Rankins at six. So thank you very much for watching tonight, us break down these defensive tackles. I know we only had one tier, but we, you know, we went almost an hour, so it was a very thorough uh, look at these defensive tackles. I'll be interested to see where some of these guys land. Uh, we are, we will come back to, to each position and touch on, um, you know, these guys when we talk about next year and, and at each position. So, you know, this is just an off-season look. Things can change tomorrow, obviously. Um, March 11th with free agency, things will change. So keep posted with us at IDP Trends. Uh, we're going to have a lot of shows coming up. This is not a one-week off-season thing. This is going to be hopefully – running into next year in 2024, the whole season. So rock with us. Thank you very much, Steve. Is there anything you'd like to say before we sign off? No, 
another great night. Appreciate having me, uh, Johnny. I appreciate uh, being part of this and, and giving some insight to our, our viewers and our listeners just to help you guys out. Again, I love talking some, some deep, deep player names that, you know, anything to give you guys an edge in fantasy. That's what we're here for. So uh, thank you for having me. And again, this is some great, some, some great times. And we don't sleep here at IDP guys. We have writers who are writing all the time, making YouTube content. Make sure you get our Twitters at Johnny freaking F1 at average Joe's FF. Please give us a follow, subscribe to the channel, like it, ride the wave. Cause we're blowing up. Thanks guys. Bless up. Thank you for watching this IDP guys video. If you like this content and you want more fantasy football content, click here. If you enjoyed this video and you want to see more videos to help you master your IDP league, click here to subscribe.